what we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah, good mate. Thanks for having me. Who went the hardest in the, the celebrations? I can't say myself, can I? Uh, <laughs> if- you sort of almost got to tell yourself that you're a, you're a big game player or a mm. big finals player. And so somehow I thought, well, just because I play well as a 13-year-old, I have to play well in the grand final. Me and, me and Cogs are um, a couple of good WA boys and we, we do get a bit affectionate with each other, always giving each other kisses and stuff. <laughs> nah, not really, just, you know, a manly kiss yeah. on the cheek every now and then. Welcome back to the Bray and Ethan podcast. I'm Bray Lovage and Ethan Roth joins me once again. Ethan, how are we? Yes, very, very well. Uh, we had Bo Waters on for episode 8 and how appropriate. Episode 14, we got the man that wears 14 for the Eagles. Pick 11 in the 2014 draft, 110 games to date, 2018 Premiership player and top 5 in last year's best and fairest. Liam Duggan, Liam, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you going? Good, thanks boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for featuring. Uh... As per usual, we'll go right back to the beginning of your life for people who may not know. You grew up in Victoria and played at St. Ca- Patrick's College as well as the Western Jets. What were your younger days like playing footy as well as out of footy? Yeah, I was um, into footy from an early age. I sort of played Auskick and uh, my local club was Bacchus Marsh and started playing there when I was uh, sort of nine or ten. And um, Yeah, had a, had a really fun time. I just loved playing with my mates and that's the main reason I got into it. And um, Obviously, I, I went all right in my younger days and just slowly progressed. I went to um, St. Pat's, which was a really good school, um, but it was known for its its footy as well, which it, it didn't have a, um, I suppose, a, you know, it wasn't bringing in footballs just to, to sort of make it, but it was um, it had a great reputation in, in terms of that, and um, I was really lucky to be a part of a, a pretty successful time at, at yeah. St. Pat's as well, which was um, which was really good fun. So, a bit of travel for my junior days, I was living in Bacchus Marsh or, or Murnion and uh, my Western Jets and, and Vic Metro training was in Melbourne and St. Pat's obviously in Ballarat so I was yeah. riding in between the two but um, I owe mum and dad a lot for yeah. for getting me um, to and from so it was um, yeah it was I just had a ball playing footy and, and that's all I ever wanted to do really yeah so you ended up going pick 11 in that 2014 draft you know pretty high and won the Ben Mitchell medal um, in the AFL Academy what was your draft um, lead up like in terms of discussions with the Eagles um, and what were your th- thoughts on moving west yeah, it was obviously it all happens pretty quickly, and, and being part of that academy, you, you get so much exposure to the AFL clubs, which um, I was really lucky for as well. I suppose in, at the end of the day, you don't need as much exposure, but it certainly helped me in my journey, and and that was something that um, yeah, that from 16, 17 was was right in your face for a lot of it. So I had I had a few chats with the Eagles, and and they made it clear that they were interested. Um, I had. You know, obviously, no idea until my name was actually called out that, that yeah. they were going to take me. So, originally, I thought on, on draft night, I thought it was going to be Gold Coast. We sort of got some late mail saying that um, they were going to try and grab me with pick uh, fifteen or something like that, and um, and the Eagles got in and, and grabbed me at eleven. So, um, initial thoughts was excitement and, and over the moon, and then you wake up the next morning and two days later you're packing up to, to yeah. go to Perth, a, a long way from home. But um, yeah, really happy that that it's. Uh, panned out the way it has and, and love my time in WA. And just obviously thinking back then, would you put a thought, you know, you'd be here over s- for so long? Did you think, you know, hopefully I can go over there and be a one cop cop player? Yeah, originally I thought, well, when I first arrived, I thought I'd do my two years and I'll head back <laughs> home. It was uh, it was pretty daunting early on and yeah. straight out of school for us in, in Victoria, we, we sort of finish as we get drafted um, school, whereas the boys here were, were a bit different. They were um, a year earlier, but... Yeah, it didn't take long. I think I went home for Christmas and and came back 
in January and um, and I was I was pretty happy. I wouldn't say I was settled, but um, I was well on my way to to loving my time at West Coast and, and starting to love the club. And, and obviously, um, here I am seven years later. Yeah. yeah. And then at the time, there were a lot of changes at the club uh, with Adam Simpson coming in from Woosha uh, and also a lot of new players coming through. You played half the games in your first season. How did you feel you adapted to the system and professional environment? And what was the settle? How did you settle in? Yeah, I think a lot of it, uh, being in the, in the academy as well helped with yeah. my professionalism as such and um, I, I wouldn't say I was mature but I was uh, I wasn't sort of right out there I just you know I was just happy to fit in and um, put in the work and I, and I knew what was right and what was wrong and um, it, it obviously took a long time to, to settle in the way that the footy was played and the physicality and all of that stuff but um, yeah, I, was, I was lucky in my first year I, I debuted in round two and, and played um, yeah played half the games for the year which was um which was really, you know, that was awesome for me. I really didn't expect that. So um, I, I settled in pretty well. But, yeah, certainly wasn't expecting to play that many games in my first year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how much confidence did winning the Rookie of the Year in 27 give you? And, yeah, I imagine the elimination final against Port is probably the highlight of that year. Yeah, it was that, that was the year that I sort of played a full year of footy, basically. And, uh, yeah, to, to win Rookie of the Year was obviously a great honour. There's some pretty good names when you look at the board that, um, that I came under. So... Um, that that was a big honour, and obviously the, the probably the first thing that um, that I really sort of made one well, not made my mark on, but um, you know that was my first award from the club, and and yeah. really appreciated that, and and it was obviously a um, great reward for for me. But um, yeah, it was a, a pretty exciting year. We we played some big games in 2017. We played Adelaide um, for the last game at Subi. Um, yeah. Into oh, was that the port final? I think yeah, it was yeah, the elimination. Yeah, yeah. Final so port was first, yeah. yeah, we played two pretty big games and um and we and we fell pretty short against the giants the next week but yeah massive year and to be part of those games is um is something that you'll remember forever yeah it was also pretty big because i remember prudis and petrie and mitchell as well yeah, all three yeah. of us retired sammy so. butler i think was the same yeah. year too so it was a, a big year we lost a lot of experience that year so it was um yeah it was yeah i suppose a bit of a change in the guard really yeah, yeah. and that's because I remember people saying, you know, 2018, no, no chance, you know. Yeah. So, someone said, I can't remember who, but I think that Robert Wall said Wooden Spooners 2018. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. look what happened. So. So, yeah. we, we don't forget that yeah. one too quickly. So, yeah, <laughs> and then obviously, obviously you lost all that experience. Then obviously a flag came in 2018, which would be probably your standout of your career so far. What was the mindset as a defensive unit unit like on grand final day, considering how much pressure you guys are under with the Pies getting five goals up early? Yeah, it was it was nervous times early on, and, and it was one of those ones where you just couldn't stop what was happening. And, and yeah. it was it, at the time it was uh, you could feel not the walls caving in, but it, you could feel the pressure, the heat that was coming. And uh, uh, the best part about it though was we got to quarter time, and, and it didn't feel like anyone was overly worried. So yeah. we came into to quarter time, and, and I think we got two late goals in the first quarter, which really gave yeah. us a, a sigh of relief if we had gone in five goals down at quarter time I reckon there would have been a few panic stations but yeah, um, yeah we, we obviously able to get two two late goals and, and that just settled everyone down a little bit and, and then it took us obviously to the last siren to, to peg them back pretty much but um, yeah, I think the the storyline that it created was was pretty good for us in the end. So it's yeah. um, if you if you're going to win one, that's the way to do it. But obviously, yeah. you don't want to sort of go through that that um, well, first quarter like that again in a grand final. Yeah. So yeah. it's um, yeah, created the pretty good story. I reckon there was probably a few people thinking, oh, 2015 all over again. Yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was definitely thinking that um, quarter time. <laughs> but in terms of, we'll touch on more on the grand final day. Um, you know, we hear so many stories about how it is a blur for players um, from the actual game. 
Um, is this the same for you, or do you remember more of the celebrations rather than the actual game itself? Yeah, oh, a bit of both, really. It's um, I, I think because I've watched it fully once back, um, and and I've seen bits and pieces a lot because it got played so much the year yeah. after, and, and obviously that off season and stuff like that. But I sat down once and watched it all back, and you feel like you get a few memories back from watching the game, mm. and you're not sure if you remember it or you just saw it again. So that's where you pick it up from. But yeah, certainly the the celebrations were were. Were great fun. Um, obviously, nowhere near the the delight and joy of the game, but um, yeah, certainly a, a time where the whole club just gets to to reap the rewards, and, and your family and your friends get involved. And um, yeah, it was just a, a really great week for the footy club, and and something that we'll still you know we'll hold on to forever. Really, it's um, I can't wait for the five year, ten year reunion, yeah. whatever we have. <laughs> um, it's going to be great to be a part of those well, coming in the well, future. Was it was like friends, family flags. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was, was 2015, or was it? Do you still do that in 2018? Uh, that's pretty much. We're still doing it now, yeah, really. Okay. So it's been a yeah, pretty much part of what I've been um, doing since I got to the club, which has been yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, of course that big day against Collingwood, you've formed a modern day rivalry with the club Collingwood. Uh, not only grand final day but all the fillers you guys have had since what do you guys make of the now modern day rival you guys have yeah so it's, it's obviously pretty healthy um yeah, yeah it's, it's great it, it set us up i suppose we we played them uh the quarter or the you know the first final as well yeah um that year so another thriller as well it was yeah that went down yeah. the wire too so um yeah it's great to have those rivalries and, and especially ones that last a few years which is yeah. which has been really good so we've been back and forth and now since um since that year so yeah, it's, it's another big club, I suppose. It's the big club of the East, and, yeah. and um, I reckon we're the big club of the rest. So, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's good to have a, a rivalry against um, a big club like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and then, obviously, the te- the team's form in the hub last year was you know pretty average, and even on the road this year, you haven't always been at your best. When there's so much passion from WA fans, I'm sure you've, you know, you've got used to it. How do you deal with you know all these things that people are saying, you know, can't make top four, you know, the window's closing, etc.? Yeah, well, I suppose you, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but um, some of it will be true potentially, and and some won't. And we'll obviously be doing our best to to continue to to play for finals and, and play for top four and wherever we are towards that back end of the year. But um, yeah, it certainly you feel the fan base, and um, I don't I don't think you feel the pressure. You feel the support certainly, but but you um you have expectations that you're expected to meet, and and you definitely you can feel that as well. So. That's part of playing for a big club, like I said, and, and being a successful side over the last, um, you know, well, since since inception, really, the club's been pretty successful, and, and especially since um, Simo's got on board and, and our time, it's, um, you know, we've played finals every year, and um, and you don't blame supporters for expecting nothing less, so that's uh, we don't expect nothing less from ourselves either, so that's um, what we're striving to yeah, do again. That's good. Yeah, and then you... Uh, did move into the midfield last year, uh, and did you expect it to work so well for you? And then obviously you got rewarded by finishing in the top five for the uh, best and fairest last year for the club. Yeah, I've been a little bit of a filler for the midfield. Um, I started in the midfield when I got drafted, actually, and they yeah, said okay. backline was the last result for me, and <laughs> I'm not sure if that's uh, or the last resort, I should say. They're not. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means for me because I ended up back there in two and a half years. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was good to go into the midfield. Obviously, I, I was drafted as a midfielder, and I feel like I probably play my best footy as a defender now, and, and probably play that role more naturally. But yeah, certainly to go into the midfield and, and just add some versatility to my game and, and help yeah. out in an area which we were suffering some injuries from. Yeah. Uh, that's just a, yeah something that I've got to be able to do. And um, yeah, I don't think I started all, but hopefully I was able to play a role in that sense and, and help boys out that were um, yeah. that were down a few numbers. Especially in the year that last year, did it not really affect you going over there and being in the harbour. Like, how how did you deal with that? 
Yeah, I was. I think I handled the hub okay, and I think the rest of the group did as well. It's just that sometimes you hit those form slumps, and yeah. and maybe they, you know, they correlate with the hub, and and that feeling of, um, you know, uncomfortableness, and I don't even know if it's a word, but you know what I mean. And um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, I think for me it was just I was able to play with freedom, um, which I think that probably comes with just the time it was in my career. It was my sixth year, and feeling a little bit more, I suppose, at ease with my role and and yeah. my um. My output for the team, so yeah. I think it all just sort of added up to that year. Yeah, and you'd have to be surely one of the only players to get chaired off after a hundred games. Is that <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't want it, but um, I got swooped up, and and yeah, two of my uh, good mates and defenders, Tom Barras and, and Will Schofield, grabbed me up, which I uh, yeah, I definitely didn't want to be on shoulders for my hundredth <laughs> game, but um, there wasn't much I could do about that one. Yeah, <laughs> just make it even bigger for the one fiftieth. Yeah, well, it's get big three points on there. the. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, and you had knee surgery not too long ago and came back in the Richmond game before the bye. How's the body feeling? Yeah, the body's good. Obviously, I haven't five games off or the five games I missed. Obviously, the knee was recovering and we were strengthening everything back up there, but the rest of the body got a nice rest, which is which yep. is always handy. Um, you don't want it, but you, you'll take it um, yeah. if you can. That's a, one positive of it. But yeah, the knee's coming along good. It's, it's still... It gets a bit swollen and that, but that's just something that I'll have to put up with. And yeah. um, plenty of blokes go through surgeries and or mid-year surgeries and, and injuries and that that they put up with. So pretty lucky, really, that to only missed five games and, yeah. and the knee responded well yeah. and was able to get up and going. What a game to come back in, though. Yeah, yeah it was that was special. That was um yeah. that was another one that yeah we'll probably go down. I I, I think I'd. I probably haven't sunk in just how good that game was yet. I yeah. I sort of played only a really minor part in the in the win, um, but. Yeah, certainly was a was a massive win for the club, and and um, yeah, really keeps our season um, right in the mix. Did you know like how much time was left, or obviously, you know, when JK kicked that goal, you knew there wasn't wasn't long. But um, I mean, because D- Dusty kicked one long, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. they get one of the siren here. <laughs> yeah, the heart started to sink there, but I didn't. Yeah. I was the uh, near side wing at the time, so I had some pretty good um, communication with the bench yeah. at the time, which. Uh, someone needs to go and do but yeah I was able to, to f- sort of find yeah. out how long was going yeah and if anyone's going to kick a goal from that long with a minute to, well 30 seconds ago it would be dusty the last yeah, you want yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I think the, the one bloke that was going to save us was going to be Shannon Hearn so yeah, he was there exactly. too for us yeah. which is good it's all set up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know it must be so exciting at the moment not only did you have your fans at training uh, for the first time since the pandemic but you know you're getting a handful of stars back um, for the Bulldogs clash on, on Sunday yeah we're, we're going to look quite good on, on paper and and that's obviously one thing uh, to look good on paper. We've got to put it out on the park still. But, yeah, certainly handy to have those boys back. And, and you know, we're starting to really look like a, a full-strength side again. And I think the boys that will be unlucky to miss out haven't been doing a bad job at all. I think we've um, been playing some good footy as a team. And those those boys that have come in in new roles as well, the young blokes have, have really stood up for us. And, and like you said, awesome to have fans back. And it's been a long time since we've been able to have them down at training. So really good result. Yeah, and also Willie Rioli was back at training yeah. as well. Yeah, so. Willie's back with his with his magic. And yeah, that's that's awesome to see. We've, we've missed his yeah. flair and spark. And um, even if it's just at the training track at the moment, it's, it's pretty good. Yep. Is he going to be straight back into the waffle this week? or? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he can actually play play um oh for yeah, a few he can't, weeks. yeah he can't yeah, play yeah, yeah so he's got to train right. for a little yeah. while but um yeah he probably needs a, a few weeks of training anyway just yeah, to get yeah. himself up to speed yeah. yeah uh what does the standard of the club um on a training day look like uh versus game day and does your preparation change much for home and away games yeah we we have a pretty intense training uh regime i'd say you call it our, our probably on track sessions are, are really high intensity and yeah. um 
you know, they could be light sessions, but we always want to get something out of it and do it with intent, which everyone would say. But we have heard from boys that have come into our club that we do train with, um, you know, with a, a quite a high intensity, which, yep. um, you know, which we can hang our hat on. But um, that just helps us play footy on the weekend like we want to play it. And, yep. um, you know, you train with that purpose, you play with that purpose. And they're all cliches, but I, I think it's um, it's a pretty simple formula and it seemed to work for us. Yep. Yeah, the facilities that... Laughing are like amazing, hey, like yeah, yeah, yeah got two ovals. Got no excuses really yeah. to not train hard when you got um yeah. when you got facilities like that. Yeah. So yeah, are you a like a nervous type even before games? Any like superstitions, or you sort of put pretty calm before match day? Yeah, I'm pretty calm before match day. I sort of, I reckon I was more nervous as a junior, yeah. probably. What but, in the junior competitions or yeah, just junior yeah. in the club? Junior competitions, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I suppose coming into, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because of the the sort of bulk of work you do during the week yeah. it's like we're just going out there to do what we've trained to do all week but yeah, um, yeah I, I certainly I, I get nervous but I don't I don't get to a point where I'm you know I'm shaking or something. you're shaking yeah. and rushing around and, and if I haven't done one thing in my routine I, you know I think I'll play a bad game I'm not like that at all um, I was probably used to be a little bit like that as a junior which maybe made the nerves yeah. sort of kick in a little bit more but seem to be able to relax myself and yep. as I've grown up. Yeah. Some blokes just have to, you know, get boots on at a certain time, put a left boot on before a right boot, like yeah. some of the stuff. It's Special just, undies or something? Yeah, yeah no, none of that. Like I, that. I, do, I do like getting to the game two hours before. That's probably the big yeah. one that I, I try to do, which on away games we, we don't we because um, we're all on the one-team bus, bus, which is yeah. fine. But, um, yeah, two hours before at home games yeah. is my go. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you've got a day off today. What do you like to get up to in your spare time and, yeah, any any hobbies yeah uh, I, I love to surf and I've got um, my four wheel drive set up I love getting out um, when I can so a few of us went for a little midweek camping session um, just gone so all of that stuff I love to do and, and I'm uh, doing my electrical apprenticeship um, yeah, part time nice. at the moment so that's um, that ticks along in the background and it, it's quite slow but Dom Sheed and I are, are sort of um, putting our heads together to do that one and, and hopefully um, by the time we finish footy we've got a trade behind yeah. us yeah, where'd you, where'd you go for the trip in the past week? Uh, that was just up to Wilbinga, so oh, yep. just, yeah, just nice. um, not too far away. So yeah. it was a nice, easy drive out there, but yeah. um, good fun. Yes. No doubt. Uh, now we'll go to the fan Q&As here. Now, I'm not going to read all these names out because they pretty much all ask the same question, but there's a little <laughs> two-part question here. Why did you cut your mullet off? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, yeah, I just got a little bit sick of it myself. I probably only kept it as long as I did because everyone was telling me to, so... Yeah, I had had good fun with it, growing it out and um, and seeing where it where it went to. But um, yeah. yeah, it probably wasn't meant to get that long. And and uh, yeah, I suppose get that much reception, it sort of took off there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, second part, do you miss it? And is there any chance of you growing it back? I do miss it. Yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't <laughs> miss it. Uh, I don't think I'll grow it back to the length it was. But um, yeah, I, I I don't mind the look of the mullet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mind it. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'll be doing it. Yeah, to that degree. Because there's the video of like you getting the haircut and then the little lollipop in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, we sort of we went we went with it there for a bit. The the barbers uh, that I go to, um, Main Street Barbers in in Osborne Park, they little plug there, but they um yeah they loved it there for a while and and, yeah. and I I'm sure it wasn't because of me, but they were cutting a lot of mullets um, at the time as well, so it was so, sort of good to roll with it yeah. and, and um, get a bit out of it. So it's good. Uh, this one comes from Caleb Three Votes and it's on the mullet subject. I'm not sure if there's too many, but best mullet of the club. Ah, right. There is I reckon Connor West. He's coming yeah. from yeah, West right. Perth as the, um, in the mid-season draft, and I think, um, yeah, he's got the best one. I reckon he suits it the best too. Just uh, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, 
I'm still getting to know Westy, but um, he seems like a good fella and just a pretty down-to-earth laid-back dude that, that suits the mullet. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a nice-looking mullet, yeah. uh, in my opinion. AFL Highlight Central. Do you still remember doing the 2014 AFL Draft Stars Trick Shot Challenge with Jordan Degoe? I do remember doing that, yeah. Yeah, been a little bit cringy, but um, <laughs> yeah, I do remember doing it. So that was, yeah, it was good fun at the time. It was a big week, that draft combine week, that you go mm. and, and stay there and get put through your paces but um, that was a bit of fun that we were able to have yeah yeah. Uh, Cade North and Altum Vontales uh, when are you going to re-sign with the club they ask yeah that, that'll be happening pretty soon so it's yeah. all um, all in the in the mixer at the moment and just uh, yeah picking out the finer details but looking yeah. to do it pretty soon yeah. beautiful uh, Brayshaw brothers Hamish Brayshaw's <laughs> most iconic moment Hamish Brayshaw jeez <laughs> where would I start has he asked this or was No, it, this uh, is just Brayshaw Brothers. Brayshaw must Brothers. be a fan page of fan the Brayshaws. Hamish Brayshaw. Or, what was the biggest moment? Or iconic. Just, most most iconic, iconic moment. I, I just love, uh, I love against the Saint, uh, the Saints last year when he yep. when he was able to play and, yeah. um, and and play a role for us quite well. Yeah. But just the team that we had in that week and he's he was like a leader of those boys. Um, he still is, obviously, now Waffle side now and working at the footy club. But um yeah, there's almost an iconic moment every day with Hammer, so it's, um, he's good fun <laughs> yeah, to have good, around. I was going to say, he's working there, isn't he? Like, he's, he's played that one game and yep. then Waffle Captain. So. Yeah, Waffle Captain in the community. He's a um, great team man still, and yep. um, yeah, a great mate, so he's sort of, um, good fun. Sort of like a Fraser McInnes type. Yeah, yeah Fraser, yeah, he is, yeah, similar moulds of bloke, really. Yeah. Hammer's got a little bit more um, energy and he's a bit louder than Fraser. Yeah. Fraser's <laughs> a bit more measured, but um, yeah, two of the two of the... Better men to come through the uh, the four walls of the footy club. Yeah, uh, Eagle Nation. Do you have aspirations to captain the Eagles or any leadership role? Yeah, I've got aspirations to lead. Um, you know, it doesn't I don't really need a title or anything to to that. There's obviously plenty of great leaders at the footy club, but um, yeah, certainly as I get a little bit older, I'd um, you know love to be part of a, a leadership group and. I've slowly sort of filtered into a role there now, um, a pretty minor one, but yeah, part of the the group that um, you know sits down and, and has a talk. But um, yeah, certainly something that uh, I'd like to let naturally happen, and if yep. it takes me down yeah. that path, it does. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Maroney wants to know why don't you have an Instagram account? Yeah, I, I jumped off all social media probably oh the end of 2019, so it's coming up two years now. But yep. um, yeah, I just I, I felt myself sort of. Uh, I, I wasn't on it heaps and doing too much and it wasn't sort of engulfing me at all but I just thought yeah. it was something that I could go without and and yeah I've, I haven't missed it whatsoever since being off it and uh, don't feel like getting it back at all I'll probably miss out on a little bit of what's going on back in Victoria and with, yeah. my, with my friends and stuff like that but um, certainly I find out if something's good enough yeah. to know I'll, I'll find out from yeah, them exactly. or it's actually helped me be able to, to reconnect a little bit better and instead of you know Instagram or Snapchat, it's um, yeah. it's actually a phone call or, or a text message, which yeah. um, which has a little bit more meaning to me. So it's um, yeah. it's been good for me. Yeah, uh, this one's from a Josh Rotham fan page. Uh, <laughs> tips for rookie defenders or half backmen? Uh, like playing tips? tips yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose it's oh, there's, there's plenty. I think the best ones defend first. Like a lot of um, a lot of it is you know. The, the best part about being a half-back is that you get to attack and you can really get involved in, in the ball movement and, and get a kick and stuff like that. But um, I, I think of Shannon Hearn, and when I think of him, everyone talks about his kick and yeah. um, you know his marking. But I think the best thing about him is he's probably the best defender I've seen of his size um, yeah. against small or tall. And, and I think to make yourself a, a quality defender, you've just got to be able to do, to do that the best. And, yeah. um, and I, I think that's the, the best one for me that I had to learn early on. And now I've probably had to... 
get myself trying to play midfield had to get myself out of it a little bit was that defend first mindset but um, I think as a defender it's a, a great start start point if you if that's your mindset there yeah uh, James Free has asked what meals do you eat to perform at the highest level yeah that's a good one so I just I just eat um, pasta the night before yep. any sort of pasta will, will do me um, carb up I, yeah carb up and I tend to have a rice dish the lunchtime um, day before a game so it's pretty heavy carb day yeah and I have big meals the day of. I don't sort of, um, you know, I suppose it's, it's not really nutritious as much as what the day before is, but um, I'll have a big brekkie and, and a big lunch if it's a sort of a five o'clock plus game um, yeah. or even probably a three o'clock game. So, um, yeah, I can eat plenty. I'm lucky somebody can have a, a piece of toast and feel like they're going to throw that up, but I'll, um, <laughs> I'll shove in a big brekkie and a, and a foot long before the game. So yeah. um, I'm pretty lucky there. But, yeah, I just carb up the day before. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and after the game as well, they provide pretty well, don't they? They're clubs um yeah, yeah yeah we just get um yeah all our all our sort of uh, i suppose you, well they're not supplements but all our recovery gear yeah. and and all of that stuff um get our food in you know they obviously tell you how much you need to drink by the um, amount yeah. of weight you lost and all that it's pretty yeah. scientific but um obviously the big ones our our running profiles obviously it's all tracked on gps so a lot of that has to do with how your week shapes up um after a game but yeah it's all uh, all closely monitored yeah uh, and last one's from Lateral Smith. Uh, who do you think is the most underrated player of the Eagles? Oh, that's a good one. I, my favourite player and, and most... Yeah, he's probably underrated is, is Tom Cole, a fellow, mm-hmm. fellow backman, but I think he'd be our, our first pick most weeks. And just what he brings to the team with his defensive efforts, um, asking about tips as a defender, I think if you watch Tom Cole go about his footy, um, that's pretty much spot on on how you should be a, a small um, high half back or back pocket because um, he does a, a pretty bloody good job of that so uh, he's he's probably the most underrated and my favourite player <laughs> yeah, yeah. alright it is time for the quiz gents uh, obviously we've had a couple of youngsters in the studio in the last couple of weeks Ethan Jacob Van Royen has jumped up to 11 half a point behind Xavier Ellis up the top Brandon Matera yeah. is also on 11 Corey Yo on 10 Matt Johnson on 7 Jay Van Berlo down uh, there on 5 well, I can't see him getting up uh off the bottom, yeah. Anyone, uh, <laughs> anyone going below him? But you never know. Is he? Yeah. How's the point system work? Is it just a, so? So there's ten. Yep. But within that, I think there's two or three that have bonus points. Righto. And then the last one's who am I? And it's pretty much it's just as early as you get it is the more, more points you get. Ah, so right. You get the yep. birthday. Yeah. You get maximum points. Yeah. So. Okay. I see. Yeah. So the yeah. bonus questions will be in there. Yep. Uh, question number. Uh, actually, we'll reveal the correct yeah, buzzer. Yeah. We, Ethan's come up with a thought, buzzer you know, for the correct answer. I thought, you know, add a bit of add a bit of humour. So I'm not sure if you know this comes up. It has come up before or whatever. But but this is what Ethan has put together for the correct buzzer answer. Teach me how to doggy. That is the correct buzzer for this yeah, episode. Usually just a tick, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, first question: What is your listed height and weight on the West Coast Eagles website? Ooh, I'll say 184 and 83 kilos. Wrong. Both got one off there. You've got 185 and 84. Jeez, they've, they've given me a, a centimetre and a couple of kilos there, I reckon. Okay, yeah. uh, number two, how many goals have you kicked in your AFL career? Nine. He's on one. <laughs> two hands will cover that. <laughs> uh, question number three, this season you got your highest amount of fantasy points ever, which is 148. Which team was it against and a bonus point for the round? Uh, it was Collingwood and maybe round, maybe round six. 
No, it was round five, unfortunately. Uh, so just the one, one mark there. Still got one. Yeah, so we were at that. We were at, that was the one we were yeah, at. We were at that yeah. game. We did a bit of yeah. street talk out with Robbie yeah. Robinson after the oh, game. Yeah. Oh, it was we, an entertaining. We'll have to show you that after. Yeah. Um, <laughs> entertaining that was. But we're on two. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, number four. So in the year before you got drafted, West Coast also had a pick 11. Who did they take with this selection? That was Dommy Shade. Yep. right. <laughs> this is very long, this buzzer, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> I need to shorten it down. Uh, where are we? Question five. number five. How many Brownlow votes do you have in your career? And a bonus point if you can name uh, what year they were in. Uh, that'd be, I reckon it was two and against Frio in 20... Oh, no, what year? So uh, both, sorry. Both in the same year. Yeah. Or that game in the same year. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we got two there. So what are we on? Five? I think so, yeah. So I've got Jay, have I? Yeah, I think or we've equal Jay. Equal. Yeah, equal J. Right. So that was in the one game because I was trying to find out if it was the two votes. Yeah, or if it was just two just the one votes. game in 110. That's good going. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> At least you got some. And say you've got some brownlow votes. Uh, how many inclusions are there for the Bulldogs game this week? Four. Had six. six. Uh, oh yeah, the extended bench would have got me yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well done. Yeah, obviously you probably, yeah, you probably haven't seen the well. No, you've seen the proper team. I assume. Well, we I haven't. have. I haven't yet, but I just oh. I keep seeing those four names everywhere. Yeah, okay. So it's got me. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Question <laughs> seven. number seven. Of your nine disposals against Richmond two weeks ago, how many of them were kicks? Jeez. Five. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Got eight there. Eight. Did I? Only, only the, eight uh, to handle. So yeah. still on five here, <laughs> Ethan. Okay. Oh, nice. No, um, going well. <laughs> so listen carefully. Uh, has your meters gained per game this... Uh, this sorry, I'll read, I'll read it again. Has your meters per game gone up or down in 2021 compared to 2020? Um, and a bonus point if you can get the differential. So oh. we'll get the first part of there. We'll, go, we'll do that first. So has it gone up or down in 2021? <laughs> because I've played a lot of... Bit more midfield this year, I would say. I'd, I'd would say I'd normally get more at half back, but I don't know if he's trying to trick me. I, I'd say down. Oh, is it up? Yeah. Up, yeah. Jeez. So yeah, right. You can still get can still a get mark the differential. If you can get the differential of how many more you're averaging in meters. Yeah. yeah, we'll give we we won't put the exact. We'll just, you, yeah. if you just say the number we won't give you the point because it's point something but right, we'll just, okay. if you just give say the actual yeah, right, okay. we'll give uh, you that I'll say 53 oh only 5.3 5.3 yeah. yeah, oh can close. we move the decimal point yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Uh, question number 9 how many games did you uh, sorry how how many Ethan has a word yeah I, I well. can read I don't think <laughs> I have not worded this <laughs> spelling error well. for me uh, but <laughs> I think it's supposed to be how many games from 2016 to 2019 did you go um before kicking a goal in the waffle. So, so, how many games, in a, like, obviously you didn't play all those games in, from 2016 and 19. Yep. But, um, in the games between that period, how many games was it before you, from that got one goal to another goal? So, in the waffle? Yeah, in the waffle, yeah. yeah. Um, geez, I can't remember back to be kicking <laughs> that last one, in it? Um, AFL games in between as well, or like the amount of... It's just waffle. Just waffle just games, waffle. right. Okay. Uh, seven. Oh, hello, hello. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Seven games. That's so a we're on six. Guess there. So we've beaten uh, <laughs> Jay Van I was due for one there. That's good. Yeah. Okay, last one. You can get five. <laughs> so you can go, oh, right go up to 11. 
Yeah, right. Um, you're up to the top with, uh, well, second second place yeah. to Jacob Van Roy and Brandon Matera. But you won't be able to beat Xavier Ellis, unfortunately. He's, He's a smart man, actually. locked up on uh, 11.5. Yeah, it's yeah. good by him. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, all yours, yeah. Ethan. Uh, I was born on the 24th of January, 1989. Nah, you're going to have to give me another one. Okay, um, and started at the Eagles in 2007. Right. I think I've got a good idea, but... You can, you can take a guess. You can take a guess, can yeah. you? Yeah. Take a guess, yeah. I don't know when his birthday is, but I think that was maybe when JK got there. Oh. Unfortunately not. Nah. So we can keep All going right. here. Um, although you spent 84% of the game of game time on the field in the 2018 Grand Final, I was the only player out of both teams to play 100% game time. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Scowie? Sure is. Yes. So what, four? No, nah, it's three. We've three. got there because the birthday, yeah. Eagles, and then the so nine, so and three, then, three points there, so it takes it up yeah. to yeah, nine. And then right. despite only playing 12 games in the regular season, it was Will Schofield. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Who I reckon was potentially robbed of the Norm Smith. Yeah, he was very, very yeah, good. He always says that, doesn't he? Very yeah. good that day. He was a very good... Well, he had a very good day out there on the park at the G. He'd be one of the harder blokes to play against, I reckon. I reckon a lot of forwards would have really sort of hated yeah. the morning waking who is, up. Who was he on again? Was he on Degoe. Cox or Dugowie? He played a lot on Dugowie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and just, yeah. Oh, Dugowie was good also, but any time he went near Scully, Scully just yeah. smothered him. Yeah, <laughs> he was very good. Uh, yeah. I, I actually did think he was a bit stiff. He was definitely up there for my contender for the Norm Smith. Yeah, Xavier Ellis reckons he was robbed of the Norm Smith in 2008. So. Yeah, we haven't stopped hearing about that, yeah. have we? <laughs> <laughs> Leading disposal get it, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, Hodgie was too good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's all we have time for uh, this week, Liam. Can't thank you enough for featuring and all the best for the rest of the season and your career. No worries, boys. Thanks. It's been a joy. Yep. Uh, as always, Ethan, we'll be back next week, yep. bigger and better than ever. Can't wait. Uh, so we'll see you then here on the Brain Ethan podcast.